1: news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220
2: KDOW. Welcome in. And for the first time in a while, it does feel like, come on in, guys. It feels a little bit safer out there. I know it's way too early, based on economic data not hitting us hard yet. But we got one of the very first earnings seasons, not surprises, but stories, and we're starting to figure stuff out. JP Morgan warns of a fairly severe recession. I said it. There. Big recession. Probably the second biggest one in the history of the United States, or is the history of how long that data goes back. J.P. Morgan, the largest U.S. bank by assets, kicked off earnings season for the big banks, announcing it had set aside billions of dollars in anticipation of loan losses. They're not expecting people to pay their credit cards. They're not expecting people to pay their mortgages. They're not expecting businesses to pay their debts and their loans. Revenue of $29 billion versus expectations of about $29.5 billion. That's not horrific. It's the setting aside of the reserves, not a bad thing, because we want to know sh- for sure that you know banks don't run out of money.
1: <clears throat>
2: Anytime a bank lends you, say, $100,000, they need to have 30 times that or 25 times that in cash reserves. They're not allowed just to go, well, that's not quite right. For every dollar they have in reserves, they can go out and lend ten, fifteen, twenty times. So there's a, a crazy amount of leverage on the lending side. But when it comes back, they have to build those reserves dollar for dollar. And they have to cut the lending down if they're anticipating losses. Otherwise, they get into a situation where they need cash and you never want your bank to need cash. Because we remember as children, the you know, the bank manager going to the back room and opening the vault and <clears throat> you know there's cash in the vault i don't even know if that's true anymore that's just i don't know lots going on amazon stock hit an all-time high today that must mean the economy's great <laughs> happy days are here again no it doesn't mean that it means that there's unprecedented demand i heard one congressman and congressman 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 Um, Say something pretty funny. I don't even think it was meant to be funny, but he said, you know, basically this COVID-19 is a government subsidy to Amazon. I don't know about you, but I haven't bought anything from Amazon for six weeks, it feels like. Every time I've tried to get toilet paper, they're like, nope, out of luck. Or you need to be there at X amount of time in three weeks. And I'm like, I'm not ordering toilet paper three weeks from now, so I'm not getting anything. Amazon stock hit a new all-time high. Stocks are extending the rally. The rally machine is on. Will we finally be able to watch TV down the road with people not locked up in their home closets? Maybe. Um, you look at the facts, there is reason to be hopeful at this point in time. The worst-case scenario has been taken off the table. Apple and Google can do contact tracing. This is the thing that I brought up yesterday is if your phone uses that Bluetooth thing when another person gets near you and says, hey, there's another person near you, if we get into Apple and Google being mandated or even somehow on their own starting to come up with some tracking technologies, we're going to get out of this and say we've done something better, whether it's for the schools in Zoom or the schools in Google Classroom. You know, when your kid's homesick, I don't see a reason why he can't jump on Google Classroom in the future. If he's in fourth grade or above and third grade or below, he stays in bed. Like, there's some positives. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo struck an optimistic tone about the outbreak, although he did point a finger at Trump and say, don't open New York too soon. Don't do it. The number of coronavirus cases continues to rise globally as the testing gets out. Wells Fargo reported a first quarter profit well short of expectations. It reported one cent per share below the expectations of 33 cents a share. Even though the lowered forecast may be optimistic. So a lot of companies are saying, you know, we're not going to give any guidance because honestly, we don't know. Mark Cuban has doubts about the market comeback, and he's raising more cash, basically saying if this correction happens in two phases, the COVID virus stage pulling us down and we seem to be coming a little bit out of that shock or the big numbers that were thrown at us in the last two to three weeks and we're saying well it doesn't look that bad but the second shoe to fall is going to be the economy which is interesting New York Governor Cuomo now being considered for vice president for Joe Biden that's how his 15 minutes of fame has played out some people are saying just run for president You'll win. Probably a little too late to get on some ballots. I don't know. I'm not a politician. But he's strongly being considered by uh, Sleepy Joe, Joe Biden. Um, And his response to the COVID has been, he's rising in the polls. He is favorability rating doing quite well. The IMF is out there today throwing a little bit of um, cold water on us. But that's okay. Because, again, the more we get, the more we're used to it. And the, the shock wears off. The IMF says the world will likely experience the worst recession since the 1930s. You know, the problem about that is sometimes when you say that out loud, it becomes true. People start thinking, you know, psychologically, I better start holing up, turtling up, so to speak. I'm looking at the bell curve. Which is fascinating. I can see all the countries US, Spain, Italy, France, China, Iran. If you want to see anything amazing on a bell curve, check out um, South Korea and China. They've been flat for about 35 days. Pretty fascinating uh, because we keep hearing bell curve, bell curve, bell curve, number of incidences. And you can kind of start seeing Spain going a little sideways, Italy going a little sideways. US is almost peaking. The great lockdown, that's what we're going to be referring to this in the future. And I had a thought last night. How are we going to look at this in the future? Are we going to say it wasn't as bad as thought or are we not going to say that? Zoom, 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 video conferencing company that really came into the public conscious, even though it was an IPO last year. Distance learning or distance confer- uh, teleconferencing, that's not going to go away, and maybe this just accelerated it, and Zoom's in a nice position, maybe to be acquired. Maybe you know, Facebook and Cisco and all the big tech names out there get a little more serious, because Zoom seems to have the features that are probably best for corporate meetings. Microsoft isn't far behind, but Zoom said 200 million people have used the software every day in March, up 10 million from, uh, per day, in, up from 10 million per day. So 10 million in December per day, 200 million today. Guess what that means? Internal costs are going up. Zoom has seen a spike in users, and when you do that, they have to you know get more server space. They have to get more bandwidth. They have to do all that, <clears throat> especially since the majority of us are using it essentially for free, except so for the mind share, right? Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Markets are up big today. We seem to be processing and saying, okay, enough's enough on some levels. We'll talk about this and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: It was
1: making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: So this is a remake of a song that I loved as a 16, 17-year-old boy. Pretty faithful to the original. Kate Bush running up that hell. I think there was a story back then. and This is like so MTV time, right? And she was a witch and she wouldn't fly over water. Like she had to take boats to get to the United States or something like that. I don't quite know. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot of green today. The Dow's up 600. SP 500's up 80. The NASDAQ's up 277. Russell up 33. Everything's up 2% to 4% in that range. Crude oil's a little bit lower. So even though we're feeling like let's let some stocks out of jail, oil's telling us like, hey, don't expect a lot of growth. (laughs) I mean, it's not playing playing along. Gold started higher and it's working its way lower. This is all bullish, like this is what we want, or is it? Um, We're getting into earnings season and I'll be honest with you, I think it's gonna be messy. And next quarter should be messy as well. Then after that, we should start seeing something constructive. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pandemic expert or anything like that. There's a lot of stories out right now. Apple and Google's coronavirus tracking app. How will it work? Um, Does it work for this pandemic or do we wait for the next pandemic? I don't know. Zoom, obviously a big player right now. It's kind of nice to see the massive usage is pushing up their costs. Sanofi, GlaxoSmithKline are working on a vaccine. I like both of those companies as standalone companies for a long-term patient investor. I'm not saying buy it because I don't know you, so you need to consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned. Some of the stories out there, Amazon has fired two employees who are outspoken critics of the company's labor practices, including its treatment of workers during the COVID outbreak. That's never going to look good. A CEO at Activision Blizzard. Listen to this. He gave his cell phone number to all 10,000 of employees. I don't know about that. Something tells me that's a burner phone, right? Uh, About a month ago, we sent an email from my email address with my phone number, and we encouraged every single employee that has a concern to contact me directly. So says the CEO, Bobby Kotick. Uh, He said a few hundred employees have reached out to him. He said very few have tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. That is a CEO who kicks butt. Whether or not it's a burner phone or not, that's the exact right kind of communication you want to send with your workforce. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats all sued over restaurant prices amidst the pandemic. Uh, Did we see this one coming? Um, Basically, a a file was made in Manhattan federal court that said they're imposing exorbitant fees of 10 to 40 percent of revenue to process delivery orders. And it's kind of like a devil's choice, you know? Don't ever sit down and play poker with the devil. You may win and you may get what you want, but later on he's going to come knocking. And that's what the lawsuit is saying. Grubhub, whose businesses include Grubhub and Seamless and Uber Technologies, which owns Uber Eats, declined to comment. DoorDash and Postmates did not immediately respond to information on this. But I did a story yesterday about the meat producers in the United States, two of them, a big hog producer and a big chicken producer. Um, have had shut down just two factories. But I was like, that would be bad. The IMF is saying this recession is going to be similar to the 1930s one, worse than everything but the but, but that one. There's 10 states right now developing reopening plans. That accounts for about 38 percent of the U.S. economy. I was, I, I guess you could say, I was pleased to see this last night as it was, I was cra- crashing. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is talking with Oregon's governor, talking with the state of Washington's governor, and saying, hey, we're a region that kind of got this right in the first place. How do you guys want to proceed? So there's some optimism that we open up. Then there's also the the, the stories of we're going to open up and shut back down and open up and shut back down until there's a cure. And that may not be so bad if we're taking the strain off of hospitals. And yesterday we saw a lot of news about the strains coming off of the hospitals in New York. They're still putting 700 plus people a day in body bags. Pretty grim image, right? When you see someone being lifted into a 18-wheeler in a body bag um, with the hydraulic lift. It's weird. Global Airline. With an S, global airlines are going to lose $314 billion in revenue due to the coronavirus. And if you think about it, in the United States, we used to have 10 to 15 airlines, and we've boiled it down to about five. That's a big number. 55% fall in passenger revenues compared with the previous year. I don't know how those numbers look up. But Sanify and GlaxoSmithKline, this is the stock segment I kind of want it. I'm talking about stocks again. They've entered an agreement to jointly recreate a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of the year. Now, there's more than one company doing that. So you really need to be sober when you start thinking about how to invest and think, okay, I, I found one hot, sexy stock, but look around to see if there's others. The CARES Act is open up to allow companies to offer 401k like student loan benefits. Um, that's kind of cool. San Francisco startup company called Goodly, they outfit businesses with 401k like student loan benefit programs. The CARES Act allows businesses to contribute up to fifty two hundred dollars towards student debt this year, due to the coronavirus. Americans have about one point six trillion dollars worth of student loans. So that number, I, I swear to you, it felt like it was a trillion a week ago, and it's now 1.6 trillion. loads have kept many millennials out of the housing markets, out of the baby markets, i.e. settling down, getting a house, making a baby, which are big economic pushes. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. ESPN has asked, all highly paid commentators take a 15% pay cut. That's a fascinating one. So they've asked their top 100 highest paid commentators to take a 15% pay cut. ESPN has a ton of people on salary. A ton of football players. I'm like, who's this guy? Who did he play for? And then they put up a little graphic. Played for the Saints 1994, 1996. So it's believed ESPN employees making six-digit salaries or lower will not be asked to take a pay cut. They've got a huge budget. That's always been a negative for Disney. Is the cost of programming for ESPN has always been rising? As the cost of the NFL, the cost of the NBA, the cost of carrying those you know games goes higher and higher and higher. You're starting to see some companies, you know, not over leveraged. I don't want to say that about Disney, but have too much um, labor. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. God bless you,
1: please,
0: Mrs. Robinson,
1: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I get a lot of emails that I have to disseminate. I get a lot of requests of people wanting to come on my podcast, on my radio show, on my television gig. and I usually have to say no to about 99% of them it usually looks like a press release. I'm Felipe. I'm tied towards the global investor. I'm the chief strategy officer, something along those lines. And they're usually a pitch for what's happened with COVID, you know, what venture capital might be doing, fundraising. But what it really is, is we want to get in front of your listeners and sell something. So I have to be very, very careful, not just put anyone on. When I put someone like, briefing on trust me i would recommend them to my mother cfp chad burton i would recommend to my mother tony mendez i would recommend to my mother um well, maybe not chad <laughs> that's a personal joke that's was a joke um but you get the idea it's really important that i protect your interests uh, as best as i can new york governor cuomo says the ultimate resolution of coronavirus is going to come with a vaccine in about 18 months That's a little sobering. Spain reports 567 new deaths as infection rate slows. That's a little encouraging. Um, The new normal. That's going to be something we all start talking about down the road. And um, When do we get to the point where if someone touches you, it's okay again? It's pretty surreal at times just walking around outside. I live in a very dense area of not a lot of yards. So people are on top of each other, but not quite like an apartment dense. I could not imagine being in an apartment, a one-bedroom apartment right now. But I know some people are. So um, London's Heathrow says passenger traffic's going to slump by 90% in April. And it was down 52% in March year over year. 90% in April. If you look at Heathrow, if you look at the airport as a business, you'd be like, um, they're getting hit pretty hard 90% if traffic is business and you know again airports are kind of a reflection of their airlines for sure and airlines have first class and business and other ways of making money um, than just the standard fare but that's what we're looking at right now 90% down in a major world airport that's telling you business isn't getting done speaking of business how's your bacon doing And when I say bacon, I'm talking about the bacon supply either in your freezer or in your refrigerator. Pork producer. We're a little COVID poor right now, so we don't have our own sound effects. Therefore, I have to do the pig sound effect for you. That's what that was. Um, But Smithfield Foods said they're perilously close to a meat shortage. Oh, my God. No. COVID-19 pandemic is ravaging the U.S. economy in many ways. Protein should be widely available for consumers, at least for the time. What would Americans do without the bacon baconator? What would we do without bacon? Would our breakfast ever be the same again? It's a good question. One of their pork farms, uh, which pa- accounts for about 4 to 5% of pork processing in the United States, is down. And that's going to start to affect the supply chain if another one goes down for sure. Now, does that make you feel like you should go buy some pork chops and either get them out of the way (laughs) or freeze them? Um, Delivering 20% more meat, restocking shelves. These are things that companies are trying to figure out. Production of beef, chicken, and pork hits about 50 million tons annually. Add in... Uh, seafood, about another million tons. And you can see like some of these numbers are pretty big. So keep an eye on Sanderson Farms, S-A-F-M. Keep an eye on Tyson Foods, T-S-N. Tyson Foods. Uh, there was a commercial years and, years and years and years and years and years and years ago. It was Purdue, Frank Purdue. He was a chicken guy. He was a chicken farmer. And his commercials, he kind of had a funny little nose. And he was kind of an old, uh, shrunken apple head-looking senior and he goes, it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> and so it took a tough man to make a tender chicken. These aren't bad long-term investments if you think we're gonna eat chicken and pork in the future. Then again, you can get into kind of this crazy thing where like Smithfield was bought by the Chinese-based WH group. They're only off three percent. Year to date. They've held up well because we gotta keep eating. Whereas Tyson and Sanderson Farms are down about 30% today, uh, which is worse in comparables compared to um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And that's kind of, you know, when you're looking at airlines, you should compare them to the Dow. Are they way oversold or are they kind of in line or are they kind of showing some, you know, some value? Burger King is going to give you a free whopper if you can solve a math problem. Sounds like a gimmick to get us to buy Whoppers, or sounds like a gimmick to get us to talk about Burger King, right? Burger King is a publicly traded company. They are part of restaurant brands, also known as QSR is the ticker, QSR. Cute when you get a ticker symbol that kind of reflects your business. QSR stands for Quick Service Restaurant. Um, So Burger King sending out a tweet Impress us by figuring out um, and score yourself a, a Whopper for $0. There's a limit of one free Whopper per person. You can have it to use your free Whopper coupon on the app within 24 hours. Um, it's a pretty complicated math problem. So I'm looking at it now. It'll take me about two or three minutes, but I am going to have to use pen and paper. With that said, um, there's also something called Google. And this is just PR. And it's good to get back to this. We're not talking about Trump's tweets. We're not talking about, you know, uh, COVID. We're talking about a free whopper. We're talking like, that's stupid. And that's kind of what I like right now. JP Morgan reported a big decline in earnings. Santa Fe and GlaxoSmithKline are working on a vaccine. That's kind of, would you invest in that? Because I want it. When he, one of the big investment lessons that I've learned in my life is biotechs are tough. You know, if you look at a company like a GameStop, who's running out of money, who's the business is passing them by, you can kind of look at the financials and say, "Whoa, they got a lot of debt." Or maybe the next generation of consoles are going to sell well, and like maybe that's my play. Tesla's up twelve percent today. Tesla, man, what a what a what a stock going from nine hundred to four hundred back to seven thirty. You could have made some serious money just playing that for its inefficiencies. Um, 800 516 But one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was trying to think as an investor that I can analyze a biotech company. I can't. One scientist looks like another scientist to me. Now you can say, well, we have a 100 scientists working on the cure for cancer, the cure for baldness, or the cure for um, impotence. Or the cure for covid I can't tell the difference. I could look at the size of the market, but I, so I could say, what if someone is working on those same exact things at another biotech company, maybe in Germany? I'm from Germany. I don't know what that means, but it, it's too much for me. I don't mind looking like Apple and comparing them to Samsung and saying it's a two-horse race in cell phones. Now, Every now and then, Nokia tries to make some noise or Motorola comes out with a new product again, but it's really a two-horse race. And Apple makes all the money, and Samsung seems to lose all the money, but they make some money. They're bigger, they're different size, they're a different company than Apple. They're not trying to like make the phone the center of their universe. Maybe they should have, but they also got screens and televisions and other things that they can sell. Royal Caribbean up thirteen percent, marketing up thirteen percent. Carnival Cruise Lines up twelve percent, marketing up twelve percent. Norwegian Cruise Lines up ten percent. Some of the things that have gotten hit particularly hard are starting to show some signs of life. Uh, more so the market more so maybe maybe people are buying or shorting them. I don't know it's not the way I gamble. Amazon hitting an all time high. Maybe Jeff Bezos wasn't building a death star. Maybe he was building a virus. Dun, dun, dun. Sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get upset. <clears throat> so, iPhones. The next generation of iPhone is now starting to be rumored to look like an old iPhone 5G. Kind of killing the curved edges. Now... The beautiful thing about this is, we're now starting to talk about product again. We're now starting to talk about things beyond COVID. There'll still be two high-end phones, but it looks like there's gonna be two low-end phones. Um, The iPhone's flat screen, as opposed to the sloping edges, that we're starting to get some leaks out of China. Um, The high-end models will include three cameras on the back, while the cheaper phones will stick with two. It also repeats the, a lot of the rumors out there that you know um, lidar is coming to the higher end devices. Lidar is used a lot to figure out how far an object is from you, maybe in your car, like uh oh crash coming, better hit the brakes. Um, very similar. Um, they've started building. Apple started building that into iPads, the high end ones, but it looks like they're going to start building them into the phones as well. There's gonna be a smaller home pod, obviously cheaper. Um, but will it be too expensive to blow out uh, to blow out Amazon and their their talking speakers or Google's talking speakers? So we're starting to see some product out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Seventy companies are working on the vaccine right now. Seventy.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's
2: so many neat things that you can study about corporations. Companies that you think are going to die, companies that you think are going to thrive. You can look at software companies and they deserve a different price of the stock to the sales ratio than, say, a hardware company. You could look at an internet-only company and say they deserve a different valuation than, say, one with has bricks and mortars. It's all very, very true. It's all very, very true. I was trying to get this point across, and I don't know if I finished my thought. Um, it may be time for me to get on some Ritalin or something like that for <laughs> attention deficit disorder caused by COVID-19. But there's companies like Moderna and Inovia Pharmaceuticals and Pfizer and Sanofi and Merck, and a lot of them are working on the cure for or the vaccine for COVID, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's essentially a kind of a flu shot, right? It's, it, it introduces some of the antibodies to you or some of the, the, the features of the COVID, but not the full-blown COVID. A year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, people would say, I'm not taking that flu shot. No, give me the COVID. I'll die. Something tells me people are going to be rushing to get in. So I'd rather buy the whole healthcare sector. Then say, is it Moderna or Novia or Pfizer or Merck or Sanofi or Glaxo or Roush? I don't know who's going to be the direct winner. And again, you show me all their scientists and I'm going to go, I can't tell. You show me two phones, I'm going to go, that one's better. You show me two computers, I'll be like, let's see the boot speed. You show me, like, I, I can analyze certain things. Hardware and software, I can say they deserve different multiples. Scientists, I can't do. 805161220 to get your calls on the air. Goldman Sachs is out there today and they're saying how a two-week bear market tied together with unprecedented stimulus in that 2 to 3 week period stimulus by the federal reserve, stimulus by congress is saying that this is going to be a bruising coronavirus pandemic. But not bruising to the point that they don't see the S&P 500 crashing another 25%. Could we go down and retest where we were two, three weeks ago? Absolutely. Would I feel better if we did? Yes. I don't want you getting confident and going, oh, that's a correction. Those are easy. Oh, that's a bear market. Those are easy. Personally, I, I think you would stand to do better. Also, if you have a 401k and a job, you're buying at lower prices. Goldman Sachs strategist David Coatsen said the near-term downside scenario for the S&P 500 of 2,000 is no longer likely. So they're changing their tune. I'm good with that. I don't think just because you have one opinion once tied towards what does this shutdown look like when we've never seen a service sector shutdown willfully. If the U.S. does not experience a second surge in infections after the economy reopens, the do-whatever-it-takes stance of policymakers – means that the stock market is unlikely to make new lows. Not saying we're gonna make all-time highs, but saying we're not gonna make all-time lows, or new lows. That's important to note, because Goldman Sachs still has a lot of employees that they're not allowed to think for themselves. They have to repeat what their economist says, or their strategist says, or if they get sued, Goldman Sachs won't, won't stand by them. So you can't go too far off script if you're a broker or a wealth advisor. It's not, it's not the let's buy everything we can buy right now sign. It is what it is. Homeowners seeking mortgage relief. <laughs> you know how many of my friends have contacted me saying, can I stop making my mortgage payment? Almost 4% of mortgage borrowers have stopped making their payments, 4%. Um, as obviously many, 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 many homeowners have been put out of work or asked to stay home or gone from two paychecks to one paycheck, the number of loans and forbearance jumped 3.7%. That's a huge number. And the lenders are going to make it tougher for you to get a loan trying to weed out some of the riskier borrowers. But the number of risky borrowers is also increasing. If you're looking for a backdrop that hurts real estate, this is it. 17 million Americans have filed for unemployment. Governments requiring lenders handling payments on federally backed loans to give borrowers grace periods as much as six months at a time with no penalties. The problem for California is we don't qualify for a lot of government loans because the loans are so big to buy a house here. That's kind of interesting, right? Um, but a lot of hardships going on out there. A lot of people – and remember two months ago, three months ago when I would do great stories and fun stories about, oh, 75% of Americans don't have an emergency fund. Now you know why I wanted you to have an emergency fund. And yet, like 75% had an Xbox, or 75% had a PlayStation, or 75% had a third vehicle or a second home, but not a, uh, kills me. So we're going to get hit. People are going to see credit scores get knocked. Yes, homeowners can file and ask for extensions, but when all is said and done, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And that's a really good sign that you can't afford it. Um, I'm not knocking you out. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's working out on some level and, you know, I do know that some people have overbought and to get a three-month, four-month, five-month, six-month, even a one-month extension from sending money out to a mortgage would be great. You know, my mortgages are big dollars compared to what they were, you know, big monthly chunks compared to what they were when I was in my 20s. If if I could put that mortgage payment in the stock market right now, I would. But I'm not telling you that. That is, scrap that as an idea. I should really never tell people to use house money for stock money because actually that is kind of against the law. You're encouraging people to take risks that they don't know about, and you have to be very, very careful with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know who's going to do well in all of this? Private label food because we're getting used to it, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.